This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Confirmation and some details on small refinery exemption rejections. The EPA announced that it had received findings from the Department of Energy as rejecting 54 small refinery exemptions from the RFS. These 54 were included in what they called a gap year request that would have been retroactive to previous years. There were 68 gap year SRE requests, so there are 14 still pending. There was no word on the state of approval of 28 other pending waiver requests for 2019 and another three for 2020. So as it stands right now, the score is 54 to 44. The game's not over. It does show that the ethanol industry was right about the game all the time. The waivers are in the hands of Donald J. Trump, and the first round that were approved were done so by him. All it took for the Department of Energy and EPA to act was his say-so. The first round of SREs that was approved by the president earlier in his term cost us 4.4 billion gallons of ethanol demand and 1.5 billion bushels of corn demand. There was another 1 billion bushels of corn demand on the line with the current SRE requests. What it took to motivate this action was some polls showing the race was close in Iowa for Joni Erston himself. The Renewable Fuels Association was pleased with the announcement. RFA CEO Mani Shaw says that the number of refiners eligible to receive and even apply for the SRE was reduced to single digits. Petroleum refiners, of course, blasted the CRE rejections. The EPA is blatantly biased to big oil, with many officials, frankly, shrills for the petroleum industry, now running the EPA. Bloomberg says that the EPA is working on a plan to offset the financial impact that rejecting these waivers has on the refiners. That rejection means that they either have to blend ethanol or purchase a RIN in order to comply with their RFS obligation. The whole point is to get them to blend ethanol. The plan being developed reportedly would reimburse the refiners with cash so that they could buy a RIN. The EPA is looking for a source of funds, and Bloomberg says that they were considering taking it from USDA COVID aid. The result of this would be that refiners would get cash from EPA to afford RINs so that they would not have to blend ethanol. The money obtaken from USDA would mean reduced COVID aid to farmers. If that is how they do this, the SRE rejections are bait and switch. The refiners would use the taxpayer cash to buy RINs and not blend ethanol, while farmers get smaller COVID aid checks. If that's how the game is played, they win and we lose again. You do have to be impressed with the creative dishonesty of how they rigged the game in their favor. Donald J. Trump tweeted on ethanol over the weekend that the ethanol industry should be allowed to use the 10% pumps for the 15% blend. We need to move from a 10% to a 15% fuel standard. The FSA reported last Friday that certified corn acreage reportedly reached 95.2% of what was needed to attain the 92 million planted acres that USDA began with. Can they come up with the rest? This is behind the percentage reported certified this time in previous years, so they are still playing catch-up. Prevent planned corn acres increased from 5.4 to 6.1 million acres, so a 91.5 million planted acre total is likely. I also argue that harvested acres relative to planted acres will be lower than usual due to the derecho and more silage cut given the drought. FSA certified soybean acreage was 97% of the USDA forecast. 
COVID-19-related FSA office closings delayed reporting slightly, but should not vary from the USDA forecast much when finalized. Most soybeans planted will be harvested. The drought caused yield for soybeans rather than reduced harvested acreage. The 10-year average U.S. corn yield, equivalent to being the U.S. APH, is 164.1 bushel per acre. USDA estimated that the 2020 corn yield would be 178.5 in the September report. For Iowa, the state APH is 180.7 bushel per acre. USDA was estimating the Iowa yield at 191 in the September crop production report. I think that the Iowa crop is a sub-state APH yield, and that will pull the U.S. corn yield down near 175. The 10-year average U.S. soybean yield is 47 bushel per acre, and the Iowa state 10-year average soybean yield is 52.9. USD estimated the Iowa soybean yield will be 54, and the U.S. soybean yield will be 51.9 bushel per acre in the September report. Here, too, I do not think that the 2020 Iowa soybean yield will be par with the state historical average. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.